Hey friends, thanks for joining us. We like to talk. We really like to share and learn about other humans, but what we like the most is just being with other people. So get comfy, grab a drink, and come hang out with us on Your Friends Podcast. Good evening. How, how, do, you, how do you do? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I am recovering from streptococci. <gasps> did I give you streptococcus? You did, which I guess in my pride and I don't know what it's called, but having my tonsils taken out, I thought for sure that there'd be no chance that I could get it. I also thought that there was no chance. I do remember you got your tonsils removed five years ago, and I do remember that when you got them removed, that friend from way, way, way back in the day, Keva, told me he can still get strep. And I was like, no way. Well, I think that they – She was right. Right. Well, I think the doctors (laughs) at the time also said, like, you still can, but it's pretty rare. You know who else didn't think I could get it? You oh the, the the doctor at Minute Clinic the physician's assistant at Minute Clinic. the person that gave me the strep test <laughs> I, at Minute Clinic I apologize Heather for disparaging your career path the medical, I don't mean to do the that. medical professional at the yes. Minute Clinic I'm sure even if it through, had been an MD they would have looked at you with the same no well they went through their computer list checklist of questions and like I didn't hit any of the symptoms and right. I said I know I get it I don't seem like I have it I have no remember, fever remember how we told this exact same story except I was in the patient chair on last week's episode yeah but this this had even like <laughs> less like there was even less it's symptoms true. like it's I wasn't like, sick I just it was I, like you went to the doctor well you did so I went on like hour 48 you went on hour 24 I probably went on hour like six <laughs> I mean so th- she's like as she's she gave me the strep test she's saying oh you probably don't have it we'll send out for a DNA test whatever DNA test yeah, that's what they do like th- that way that it's a uh, right. whatever anyway she's like turning around to look at the test to tell me it's negative she literally says oh I guess it's negative Oh, wait a second. And then she, like, gets up under, like, the desk to, like, pull it up in the light. And, like, it's a good minute and a half. And I'm like, it's positive. I know this. She turns around. It's like, then she starts, like, backtracking. Well, no, your symptoms, blah, blah, blah. But it is positive. I get it. But I also know I have strep. But I explained to her beforehand. I was like, I got strep all the time. I know exactly what it feels like. In fact, I know what it smells like. Yeah, because that's how you When you got it last week, I was like, you have strep. Because I know what this, I, I'm a, I am a strep, I'm a strep expert. So anyway, so so uh, new business plan. You oh, just smell people's you're breath. T- you're tier one. If people think that they have strep, oh, they just come to you. Tier one medical. That'll keep our house like super healthy, probably to have people who think they might have strep come just, over. Just breathe them for face. you to just. <laughs> gross. And I'll smell your breath, and oh, I'll be able to tell. That sounds so gross. That's a good idea. It's a terrible idea. I could do it anywhere. I could have people come to my office at work, even. <laughs> you could. It's just like a dock in the box or whatever. Yeah. But, but like That's, mobile. I wonder if... So we don't go to Minute Clinic very often anymore because we are well, real we adults. we go there when with, I know I need medicine. Well, we're real adults with real... Like, we have our own doctors now. This is something that we've committed to doing and we've done it. I guess. But you came home from work and your doctor's office was already closed. Anyway, oh, I brought that up because Doc in the Box. I don't think that 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 is still a thing. Was it? Well, I I think it was around the same time that Minute Clinic started to pop up. Yeah, but maybe it's in a different place. Just CVS has Minute Clinic. 
clinic or whatever. Maybe it anyway, is. that's how Who my can week know? was. You can't know. That's an unknowable but thing. No one so would ever know. No one could ever. There's know no that. like central database of all knowledge that you could just type a question into and see. There's if, not. It doesn't exist. Oh well. Okay. Guess we'll never know. How was your week? My week was better than your week. This is. It feels like we just did this. We did. Because we're ago. recording super duper early for the week because you'll be out of town. So there hasn't been that many days since we recorded last. Long enough to get strep. Long enough for you to have not had strep and to now have strep. And maybe not have it anymore because now I'm 48 hours into antibiotics. Right. Uh, I'm fine. Everything's, it's good. It's what, it's, yeah. Nothing to report? I don't. Am I missing something important that I, I should be reporting on? It was sunshiny outside today. It was so sunshiny. I sat outside and read a book for a long time. Still reading Feminism is for Everybody by Bell Hooks. I'll be finishing it tomorrow, just in case anyone was keeping track of my reading. I did go and visit Kelsey yesterday. I made her hash. She made me coffee, and we talked Enneagram for two hours. It was like the best morning ever. Did she also enjoy it? I think so. <laughs> I'm just, well, so this, I'm, because I'm always like ever the capitalist uh, entrepreneur. Oh, I'm yeah, that's you. I know that about you. Business ideas. Oh, that I could so, go to people's houses. Yeah, like have them pay you to like come hang out with them and talk whatever topic they want. Like you spend oh. some time getting prepped for it and then you go hang out with them and talk about it. I mean, if anyone wants to hire me to do that, I definitely can field some offers, see what the market's like. That seems. Like, I don't know. Seems wrong. Weirdly prostitutorial. Oh. <laughs> Is that, are you only a prostitute if it's sexual favors? I don't Is think that so. specific? I mean, I think people oh, say that's whoring like, themselves out about all kinds of things. People do say whoring themselves out. Prostitute seems official. Whoring is like more just like No, a, but I think you still get paid for whoring. Yeah, I don't know. Again, no one could ever know this. Nope. So oh, well. Let's I guess just drop that topic too. Yeah, move no on. one could ever know. I believe that she enjoyed it. Okay. Her I... baby even slept for the first half of it. Ooh. We were finished eating by the time her baby woke up, so it was like really just I mean Well, and her baby's young enough that's still in Oh yeah, no. She just sat on her lap and smiled at me. It was right. fun. That's even better. It was kind of great. Yeah. It's no, things are good. You things are not good for you, but they're they're getting better. They're, they're going to be good. It's fine. <laughs> it's going going to be good oh we should watch arrested development do you have anything to share with our friends this week i would just like to share um about a new medication that i took because of strep that has been really effective it's called penicillin yeah i'm on the same dosage even though we (laughs) weigh just i mean we're just like maybe five or ten pounds apart five or ten times different (laughs) in weight um, literally the same milligrams so and everything. How is that wanna, possible? The reason I want to share this is because there's been a lot of talk lately about like antibiotics not working anymore and there being this issue. And we both, when we were both prescribed penicillin, there was some sort of like argument slash disagreement so, about whether or not it was going to be effective. So, and, well, hold on. Uh, I told some story when you did it and then... You told some story when I got it, but what I think, and this goes with the theme of today of the unknowable, we don't know what the situation with is with, is with antibiotics. We've just seen like it's true article. Uh, right. What do you call that? Headlines. 
we've just seen headlines. I mean, Ghostwriter is busy, right. so he does lots <laughs> yeah, of clickbait headlines click, for all these kinds of clickbaity headlines about antibiotics and them not working more, or they're going to be a problem. Anyway, the point is, we don't know actually what the issues are with antibiotics, what uh, illnesses they're having issues with, and we can't know. So again, we should move on. Mice. <laughs> I actually, the joke is funny. <clears throat> Sorry. But I didn't realize that it really actually does segue us perfectly into our topic. Specifically on penicillin, that's not what the topic is about. But <laughs> Welcome to your friend's podcast. <laughs> this podcast episode is about, is about penicillin. No. But my sister is a medical professional. In 1802. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a bug crawling across my page. Uh, my sister is a medical professional. Allison, oh, so we could know something. Without even having to go read something, I think we could know something. Allison, I'm expecting a text in two to four weeks when you listen to this episode <laughs> about penicillin and antibiotics. Ready? Go. So while we wait for that answer, how can we know things, Benjamin? I th- Thought we just decided that things are unknowable. We just talk, and then people believe what they hear. But if we wanted to maybe go a little bit farther and maybe be a little bit more accurate, how could we know things? Well, for example, I've heard that you can read. <gasps> oh, I'm not familiar. <laughs> As am I, specifically when it comes to antibiotics. Um, <clears throat> multiple years ago. Oh, was it story time? Um, yeah. I mean, I was, the strep story was really my story for the week, but I have another story. Story time. I like it. And I had a friend who I still have to this day that likes to read. Okay. I'll just say that because there was never any overt, although I've said to him, in the recent re- in the recent past, um, that he did say to me something um, explicit about reading, but he never did. It was always just like, "Hey, what are you reading? What recommendation?" Or like, "Yeah, it's um, just always." Can I recommend it. this book or whatever? And so I started reading again, and I learned things when Whoa. I read. Whoa! I learned a lot of things. Whoa! Recently, I told him that he came up to me and said, do you read? I said, no. He said, well, we can't be friends unless you read. And so then I started reading. That's my new telling of events. You know what's funny about that? I'm going to get right back to reading and learning. But I could jokingly say that he came up to me and said, what movies and TV shows do you watch? And I said nothing. Or I said, Felicity. And he said, we can't be friends. (laughs) I don't know that that's true. I mean, I think if Felicity was my only answer, it might have been true. But that is often what he asks me is, have you watched anything recently? And then you started binging television? No, not because of him. It was already in my Netflix DNA. Was, it was, was already fully embedded. The dawn of Netflix and I was streaming still, services was... I was still getting Netflix discs at that point. Yeah. That's like watching TV series via disc. And only like double disc, so we never got anything else. We didn't get like three discs at a time. I don't remember. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The minutia. Anyway, back to learning. I have recently committed to reading things. 
And I say that with such emphasis because when I, I'm not even talking about books, I'm talking about web articles on the internets that I have committed to no longer just reading a headline, but I will actually read a full article. And do you know something? No, I was going to ask you what, what happened. I have learned a lot of things. What, how do you, so here's the question. What do you feel the difference, like aside from the like specific knowledge that you gain from reading the article, how has that changed sort of your posture on, on topics or your, I don't know. Well, clearly it makes me feel more knowledgeable. So we have had this back and forth for a long time where I'll read a headline and, of course, like the first two or three sentences of said article, and then I will bring it up to you and you will ask me a question (laughs) that wasn't answered within the two or three sentences I read and then I will have nothing to say. And I'll be like, well, I don't know. Cause like I didn't read like the whole thing. <laughs> I'm, so you know, what's interesting is that is how I approach most things is like, okay, well, who said it and what context was it in? And it's not because I'm necessarily trying to pick something apart because I pick sides all the time. I'm not like super Captain Nuance. I mean, you're a nine. Sorry. This is not, a, this is not a podcast <laughs> about the Enneagram. Um, but I am very interested in in context and background and intention and context. Which I think is the right way to be. No. It's pushed me, obviously, to read full articles and actually have a more comprehensive uh, set of facts when I want to talk about something. It's made it much easier for me to feel comfortable in my beliefs, comfortable in my leanings on certain topics because in this specific instance with me reading things reading full articles online all of this stuff is political that we're talking about this is me reading about the news or the current topics that are popping up in congress and the senate and just all of the boring but very very important things to our world right now what percentage of people read the article and what percentage of people read the headline when both will then talk about it like they like they know what's going on what what would you say the percentages so i would say that those percentages are not knowable <laughs> so you know what's interesting something i've been learning lately but i bet it's really high <laughs> something i've been learning lately because of my current interest in team human and web surveillance hashtag #find the others Hashtag find the others. And you know who does know exactly? Oh. Facebook. Yes. Google. Yes. Amazon probably. Yes. Anyone that has their web surveilling. They know exactly what people are reading and how much of it they're reading. How long they read it. Yes. How long they scrolled down. Then what they did with that information. So it is knowable. It is. And I think if you have enough money, you can probably find out. But this is something that I've been learning about lately is just the ways and... It's not that I didn't know. I know. We all know, right? You see a commercial and you're like, 
that didn't work on me. But like then the next day, I, I don't know, like you started to notice things. They find ways to make no, it I mean, work. And it's not that difficult. Humans are fairly simple. Like if you show them something or show them, tell them, Do you... let them hear something. Anyway, let me get back to the point. Sorry. And then I have a story. Go. It's not that I didn't know I was being manipulated. It's that I didn't understand that maybe one day, and this is going to be completely out of context and like just so like clickbaity. Oh, no. That eventually Amazon is going to know before you do when you have Parkinson's because the way your mouse clicks are and the way your, your, the way your mouse moves around the screen. Okay. Yeah. You told me that last week and it bothered me a little bit. When when I heard that, um, that was on the team human podcast with a, um, an author that wrote the book Zooked, who was a mentor of Mark Zuckerberg. Anyway, he, he's also part of Team Human, and he's got some ideas, too. There's a bunch of books. There's, I think, even a book called Web Surveillance or something about... I can't wait for the clickbaity headlines that we're going to get on this podcast yeah, with, so this any, kind of de- with these kinds of stories flying around. It's not that I didn't know before. It's just that I was willfully ignoring that every single thing you do on a computer or a phone is... Yes. Surveilled and then right. fed back to you in a certain way so that you do the next thing that they right. like if they know these hundred steps, you will buy a car. They're trying to funnel you into it right. or buy a pair of shoes or whatever. Anyway. Um, so anyway, that's who that's who knows. Things. That's who knows things. Do you more than we know ourselves? Quick, quick story time. Do you remember really a long time ago, Jenea telling us some story about monkeys and how like you ask someone if they've like seen any monkeys recently or like whatever and then as soon as someone asks you then you start like noticing yeah, monkeys yeah, yeah. all over the place i remember this i'm going to check in with her and get I think the real it was story even more specific it was like it was pink monkeys or... it was something very specific and then all of a sudden you see pink monkeys everywhere stay tuned for the monkey story yeah. i'll ask her at preschool drop off when i see her for the monkey story for the podcast lots of homework today lots of homework today um so yes so there are people who can know those things i don't know those things i know that most people who are honest i.e duncan trussell from the duncan trussell family hour there are people like us that are honest about the fact that i just read a headline in a few sentences and then i talk (laughs) about it like i know right because let's be honest, that's what most people are doing. Especially if it supports your already uh, internet-generated opinion exactly. that they've already given to you. Well, so that's the thing, is that why politically I've decided to actually read the full articles is because of all of the many life shifts that I have. One of them has been that I considered myself to be a Republican for my entire adult life, not really knowing what that meant, completely just going along with The fact that my parents were Republicans and conservative people, that's the way that I was raised to believe that I was. Like, they were just, you know, it's just a team. That was the team I was on, and I was on that team. Right, of course. Well, I definitely have switched teams, and I needed to know a little bit more of the facts of the team that I've now chosen, because I am open about the fact that I've just picked a different team. Well, I mean, if you want to talk about manipulation... Exactly. um, Politicians are... Right. Obviously, yes. very well versed and Obviously. doing that all the time. So you really have to dig in to understand exactly what's happening yes. and who's saying what and what's being spun what way. Right. I mean, it's a lot of work to to stay up with it and 
actually be able to form an intelligent opinion. Right. So I've, I have made that sort of informal commitment to myself that if I'm going to be able to, if I want to be able to talk on any of these particular subjects with any sort of real facts or real information behind me, that I need to at least read full articles. Now, does that mean that I am reading both sides? No, and I will whoa, whoa, admit whoa. to that let's as not, well. Look, let's not I'm get ahead ju- of I know. I just started reading. I'm not going to start reading the other side. <laughs> yeah, so it's Well, and I think I mean, even in even in biased articles, once you get into them and you start reading them, you can clearly see like the context for something. Sure. I mean, and, and they're, of course, they're, they're obviously presenting something in a certain way as well. But even then you see, like, maybe you'll see two sentences of a quote rather than the four words that is right. printed in the headline. And right. I don't know. I think you get a, a better idea. Um, something someone told me long ago, not that long ago, um, when talking about, like, reading the news, reading internet news this is this is years ago probably four five years ago maybe you can't seem to decide if that was a long time or not a long time it's not anymore because i'm 40 years old okay so continue that's one eighth of my life wow that's some quick math continue five times eight is 40 i don't know just tell the goddamn thing (laughs) they said um he only reads books does not read magazines newspapers or the web this is five years ago i don't know if it still stands and he said, I, I figure if it's worth reading, it's in a book. Who t- who said that to you? I don't remember the person. Oh, you seriously don't remember? No, I don't. No. Oh, you just it was know- a friend of a friend. And like, Interesting. Yeah. So I, huh. I've i always – that's always stuck with me, it, especially um, now I've been trying – when I do read something online, I try to get longer form journalism. Yes, that is that – that is, is a little more in-depth and I feel like just – really gets into the issue rather than sometimes I'll read an article and like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to read an article online. And then it's like two seconds it's like long. Three paragraphs That's happened like, to me recently. Uh, how, who wrote this and how do I get their job? Which by the way, should be a lesson to all of us. We're like reading three sentences. Sometimes it's only four more sentences. Just keep reading. <laughs> well, or like, but. Or find something else. <laughs> right. Like when I get to the end of the three paragraphs, I'm like. Okay, I learned nothing other right. than the headline. I well, mean, and maybe that's what they figure, right? If I yeah. write the good headline, I get the click. That's all I need. But I'm with you. How do we get who their jobs? Who cares about the information? Yeah, the long form, that's interesting. Um, Rebecca Traster, who I mentioned last week because she's the author of Good and Mad, she also writes for New York Magazine and all of their sort of, sort of affiliate publications. And she has written two long form pieces recently one was specifically on stacy abrams so if anyone's interested in learning about stacy abrams which you should because she's dope uh she wrote that and it was very long and then she this week wrote a long piece basically dissecting joe biden and his political record and it was very long and it i felt of course that it was very good and the long form stuff. And it like, I will leave the browser open. The tab is open. I don't read it all in one sitting. Sometimes I have to take breaks and come back. But like I said last week, this is the advantage of nonfiction versus fiction is that you are able to come back and not necessarily feel like you've lost the thread of the story because you're reading factual things. You're reading information more than a story. Right. So what's interesting is we just talked about reading. Do you remember the video? Read a book, motherfucker. Read a book. I do. Norell. 
I oh from, from, no way. He's the one that showed me that original video. It's like some rap spoof video or parody. That is so funny. And it just says, "Read a book, motherfucker. Read a book." I only remember it from you saying it to me periodically <laughs> over the years, and then now, and it, this is not original to Aminatu, correct? The read a fucking book. Oh, I don't know, but she's so Aminatu So, who is one S-O-W? of the SOW, SOW, one of the co-hosts of Call Your Girlfriend, which is a podcast worth listening if anyone's interested on a political-ish podcast for best friends, besties, long distance best friend, besties. Why, why am I saying besties twice? Whatever, it doesn't matter. They're really, really good friends. They're so they're like <laughs> best best friends. Yes. Anyway, best besties. Anne Friedman, Aminatu So, not the point. Uh, she says, read a fucking book. And we have started reading fucking books, and it's changing the way that we interact with the humans in our life and just live our own personal lives. I mean, it changed everything about our lives. And what what I was originally going to is not that video, but the but now we got to find it. Well, right, of course. What I wanted to talk, what we wanted to talk about, is learning specifically. And oh read- yeah, is that is that is that what, <laughs> yeah. is that what our topic was today? Well, or maybe the episode is just called "Read a Book, Motherfucker." <laughs> Um, I just feel like that. I don't know. I don't. That's a little inflammatory. It probably won't be so aggressive. Um, but there are a lot of other ways to learn, believe it or not. But the reason that we wanted to talk about this is because we've started to recognize certain people in our lives that we love being with specifically because they've got n- new information. They're learning about this. They're doing this. Like, it's just so much more... I don't want to say interesting. I mean, interesting, but it's not just entertainment value. It's um, There's a vulnerability included with learning because you're open to new things and, and you're just, you're, you're, you're teaching yourself, you're changing your viewpoints, you're updating your viewpoints, I guess. Anyway. I like that idea, the, the idea that you're updating your viewpoints, I like a lot. And we've been very open about what we appreciate and what we like in social situations. And I will be clear I got like a twinge for a second that like we were being very elitist <laughs> and because some people don't read and we didn't read for a long time. Right. And I some mean, people so don't it's... read and that isn't where their interests lie. And so I don't want to be like douchebags about the situation. I don't situation. mind being a douchebag. I mean, I'm not a good reader <laughs> I, and I, I'm open and honest about that. I'm a very slow reader. It's hard for me to get through things. I do really I do like to read, but it takes me a long time to get through books. So sure. I have lists and lists and lists of books oh, that yes. I'll never get through. Right. So I don't mind being a douchebag about telling people to read because <laughs> it's super important to read. Because, I agree with you. I just everything am a has already more happened. Con- I know. I'm just a little more concerned at being like off putting to people when we talk yeah. about that. Well, I, I'm I don't care about being off putting sometimes. Ooh, that's not very nine of you. Well, I know, but that's that's my nine like that's my luxury of nineness. Again, is that not a podcast about the Enneagram? Right, but that's the luxury <laughs> of nineness is that sometimes I can put right. my foot down and then people will listen to me. What I think I was going to say, the reason I brought up the elitist comment was that <laughs> there are different different social settings call for different things, but we've been pretty open and honest, especially with the people that are actively physically in our life about what we like out of our social interactions. And this is one of those things, people who are learning new things, people who want to talk about more than the muffins. Well, but that, and that's the important. So 
leaving the reading elitism aside. Sorry for the derailment. No, it's fine because there are other ways to learn. There are. And that is? (gasps) Your quote. You posted it today. Weren't you going to give, weren't you going to share that quote? Because it's perfect. Hold on just a second. Sorry. (laughs) We're very excited this evening. We are super excited. (laughs) Sometimes the other people that are learning, like those are the people, like then you don't have to read. You can just be around other people who are learning. So, Which was us for a very long time. Right. I mean, that someone who's asked me what I'm reading and recommends books, that's a human being, not a book that Correct. has done that. You're right. Um, but there are, like, that is also important. It is. Not just having people who are interesting, but people who are pressing and moving and, and wanting to update things. So there's other ways to learn besides books. People. People. I think that's it, though. Just those I two things. I want you to share the Douglas Rushkoff quote. Okay. So this was on the... Um, I don't even know. Oh, I do. I, I kept a note. So this was on Russell Brand's podcast called Under the Skin. Douglas Rushkoff was on that podcast. And I really like Russell Brand, but I don't know if I could listen to him for a lot of episodes because he just kind of mumbles and stutters his way through things but like it's kind of part of a bit the thing i do like about him a lot especially on this podcast is that he's all about like creating miniature communities and city states and like thinks that nations and world governments are not the answer anyway so i really enjoyed that i'm all in i'm all in on that um on creating compounds yeah um but (laughs) sorry (laughs) No, I uh, wish everyone could see they were, the full body, like, so that did, you just did. <laughs> I didn't give the context in my Instagram post today, but the quote was, and this is somewhat um, summarized, uh, the, the quote is, sound gets the soul. It connects to you physically. There's a vibration that's happening in your body that unifies us in a way that's going to be valuable. So, of course, as a podcaster, professional podcaster, professional that stood out to me. But on a very serious note, the reason he was bringing this up is because when the children in the immigration detention centers were being held and pictures and images were coming out, there was an uproar, but not as intense as, he, as at least he felt it could be. Then there were audio clips that came yeah. out of the kids crying and in pain and suffering. And that is when, um, and this is, that, that's what this quote is about, is the, the soul of the sound, that you, the vibration that you connect with, like you're doing right now. Um, that is what enters, enters you and you can feel it. And I, I'd never, I mean, as a fan of music and sound in general. Right, we've talked, yeah, we've talked about um, that. I've always thought there was something special about it. And... I've also known about the vibration thing before. Like there is certain sounds that make you feel certain ways. Um, but anyway, I thought that was super intense that he said that. And and that's part of the reason that, so the other way to. One of the other ways. Yeah. Is hearing things. Oh, on podcasts. I mean, I said right, no, early. I, right, right. No, I know, you know, <laughs> early. You have to convince me. <laughs> early, early on when I was just opening my little innocent eyes to the world um or my ears i should say when i was starting to listen to podcasts i would all say all the time the revolution will be podcasted yeah um 
just because like I couldn't believe the things I was hearing, like that people were just saying whenever Absolutely. they wanted and however they wanted. Now it's sort of commonplace. We've kind of forgotten about. Yeah, so commonplace that your sister made fun of us last week because, quote, everybody has a podcast. And they should so we can yeah. we can enjoy each other's vibrations. <laughs> yeah, that man, Ghost Rider is going to have a field day with this one. <laughs> so because you shared a quote, I knew that I had back in my in my books where I just will scribble things down. Oh my God. Sorry. That was serendipitous. However you say that your sister who made fun of us just texted me. Sorry for that. Anyway, I knew that I had some quotes about education and learning and I found two that I would like to share. One is extremely common. Maya Angelou quote, do the best you can until you know better Then, when you know better, do better. So I, I, the, I've heard that quote a lot of times and I really like it and have used it sort of as a grounding quote that I've come back to many times over the last five years of change. And the other quote is by the author James Baldwin, who I've talked about many times because I love him. And he says, the purpose of education is to create in a person the ability to look at the world for himself to make his own decisions. And there's a lot of value in that, that that's what we should be. That's powerful. That's, yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about before about personal power and how it's so easy to lose depending on how you were raised or what current environment you're in that you can just kind of give up your personal power to anything else, anyone else. Um, and as a nine, I know that very, very well, <laughs> but taking that back, um, is, is an inexplicable feeling. Yeah. And one of the best ways to do that is to educate yourself, educate yourself on what you're doing, educate yourself on who you are being led by, who you are in relationship with and get to the, I think everybody in a quest for learning just deserves to give themselves that. I think it's a gift. And it, so as, so we've got podcasts, books, other people. Um, I do as much as I shit on social media, I would like to um, say good things about Instagram and sort of positive follows. Absolutely. Um, most recently, I mean, and this has been happening. This Instagram has sort of been the place that, I mean, it's got everything, right? But a lot of hearing uh, different stories from diverse people and people with diverse experiences has come from Instagram, or at least the initial stories. And then there have been book recommendations or podcasts that yeah, come from tons. that. Um, it's somewhat of like your your blog aggregator of four, five, seven years ago. I don't know how long oh, ago blogs yeah, were a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, blog lines was my oh, uh, aggregator was, blog of lines choice. Was, blog lines was good. But um, now Instagram, like depending on how you curate your own your own Feed, list, yeah. can also be that same provider of information. And what's interesting to me is as you listen to more, well, as you listen, listen to di more diverse opinions and experiences than your own, the more you're going to learn. You know your own experience. There's, yeah. I mean, there's still a lot to learn about yourself. I mean, in talking about Enneagram, like there's plenty of internal work to do, but... Um, sorry, can you not bring that up? This is not, <laughs> this is not a podcast about the Enneagram. Um, but as you expand your, um, 
what you what you listen to or who you listen to or how like as you expand that you can learn all kinds of yeah. different and new things absolutely so if you're ever looking for some new people to follow ben and i are always shouting out the people that we follow that we get really positive and uplifting and wonderful things from so there's that we have anything else to say about learning no um always be learning yeah yeah I have a quote in the effort of sharing positive things. I think this is positive. Um, (laughs) Maya Angelou. (laughs) Have we already mentioned her on the podcast today? Are you being sarcastic? No. I mean, yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) I know that you already read a quote. That was going to be a little bit embarrassing Um, for you. (laughs) Right, right. Also for me, because I'm so boring, you weren't listening to me. (laughs) No, that was sarcastic. Okay. So. We have talked about courage in the past. Courage, Willow. <laughs> Patience, Willow. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the things you can learn from movies. Learn the things you can learn from me. I mean, whatever. You think, I didn't, you think I didn't know that Willow quote? I mean, you've never, like, uh, you've never d- objectively, oh. hold on, hold on. You've never objective, um, not objectively, you never publicly, um, quoted willow (laughs) right but you've never appreciated publicly that quote that i give all the time you give it all the time and it's because i think my family watched willow as often as your family watched willow and i don't care for it you don't care for patience and courage i mean sure we are getting so that's the quote patience willow courage willow (laughs) the end we're getting so off topic what's your quote Courage is the most important of all the virtues, because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. Ooh, that's a put up in your house quote. Right? Yeah. Um, that's something that we have talked about over the last few years, because um, the hard decisions we've had to make in our lives, we... Courage is the word that I use. And something that we initially did not really like to attribute to ourselves, but um, I have yeah. grown to kind of feel comfortable with calling myself courageous in certain I, aspects of life. I totally, totally identify with and that. And I could do with some more courage to continue to be consistently... Uh, displaying other attributes. Anyway, I thought it was an awesome quote. That so. is awesome. That is Maya Angelou? That is, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Not Willow. Not Willow. Willow said some good things. Although, <laughs> oh yeah, he spoke to himself in that quote. He did? Yeah, because oh. he's like telling himself, he's like getting ready to go up against the the, the witch or whatever. Oh, and he's like, boy. patience and or courage, Willow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, friends, thanks for answering our question about oh, the... Yeah. Uh, the elevator. I think ben, I have some good ones too. You've got some. I, we don't need to read all of them, but give the highlights maybe. Give the highlights for sure. What were what were the highlights from your? Well, you're gonna have way quicker access than I am. That's true. So, um, most people like say a polite hello, and they make some kind of eye contact, and then they just kind of keep to themselves. But the polite hello, like that, was the overwhelming response I got as well. And I don't give a polite hello. I just like. <laughs> now like i'm making up this image of myself where i'm like at the ready like almost like a sports stance sammy, like, and, I, at sammy and i got in the elevator the twice elevator. today and i was bummed that there was no one in the elevator so that i could observe what i How do yeah. but there was no one in the elevator yeah a lot of a lot of highs a lot of highs and then also a lot of just like 
not trying to make any more eye contact or or say anything after that. Right. So uh, Mike, our brother-in-law, our brother from another mother, he made me laugh really hard because he said that he presses every button. And so I had to respond, of course, with, it looks like a Christmas tree (laughs) from from Elf. The, The other best response is... M the G, <laughs> my Radiance Retreat sister that has 360 organic followers. She says that she offers, so when she gets in the elevator, she offers to select the floor for those that are coming in after her. Oh. And then oh, she right. says, <laughs> she turns to the people in the elevator and says, are you ready for this? <laughs> and then she presses the door close button. Nice. <laughs> I like that. That's like a good, like, like that's like a full bit. She, like, I can see her in my head <laughs> doing this. Like, I played the whole thing out like a movie. And it has, I mean, seriously, I think there are tears in my eyes right now. It's well, so When you first funny. told me that earlier today, <laughs> in my head, I heard, y'all ready for this? <laughs> Um, I'm going to give her that idea. I'm pretty sure she would want to (laughs) add that to that part of what she does with that. Yeah, seriously. So funny. So thanks for your responses to the question this week. It was it was fun. Yeah. Did we have another question for our friends this week? We do. Oh, we do. So in the spirit of learning. Always be learning. I would like to know who are you learning from? And I'd like you to narrow it down to one person that you're currently learning the most from. Yeah. Do you have an answer to that question? Give them some something to go off of? I do have an answer, particularly today. That's I, all that matters. That's right. There's only now. This. This. This is all there is. I am learning the most from Bell Hooks. This book, Feminism is for Everybody, is awesome. It truly is like she describes wanting the feminist movement to be like there to be a pamphlet and for people to literally knock door to door and like spread the message of feminism. Hmm. I know. I, I think I might I be okay at that. Oh, you've got some experience. That's not true. I was never good at it <laughs> to begin with. Anyway, so she wrote a book. Granted, it's not pamphlet size. It's 117 pages. But given what it could be, 117 ain't too shabby. And it just really gives an overview of what the intention of what the what the world will look like when we basically stop calling it feminism and it's just the way that we're all living our lives. Yeah. And so I am today, like actively right now, learning the most from her. It's it's been it's amazing. It's amazing to me. I am learning the most, and this is going to be a surprise to everyone, the most from Douglas Rushkoff right now. Oh, who's that? I've never heard you mention him before. He's the author of Team Human. He has a podcast (laughs) called Team Human. He was recently on Russell Brand's podcast called Under the Skin. Oh. Anyway, um, I've been listening to a lot of him and reading that book. I haven't read his other books. He has a number of them. So um, that may be what's next for me as, as I'm learning or, you know. Given it's me, I'll probably just drift off to something else next. But I think this one will stick, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the messages that I've learned and the things that I'm learning are definitely going to stick. But Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great question. I can't wait to hear the answers. All right. Well, let's hope that we hear them too soon. You can download this podcast anywhere you listen to your other friends' podcasts. 
We would love it if you gave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at yourfriend.diana and yourfriend.benjamin. As always, let's make it too soon. 